You're listening to Let's Stay Together, a podcast about Fruits Basket by Natsuki Takaya. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And today, we're discussing chapter 87, but before we do that, I have some ETAs from last time, because <laughs> as I was editing the podcast, I was like, these are questions that are easy to answer. Let me tell you what they are. <laughs> Actually, one of them is a spoiler, but one of them is not. So the first one, the we had a discussion about Hattori and Momiji. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was like, we were like, yeah, is this after... Atori erased Omichi's mom's memories or before? And then I checked after. I checked in the book, in the in the rest of the manga after I recorded it, and I sent you a text about this. <laughs> and I don't know, it seemed like it was it seemed like this time in Yuki's memory that we looked at last time was from before Hattori erased Omichi's mom's memories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hattori and, looks older in the Omiji flashback than in yeah. the Yuki flashback. He has a doctor coat on, so yeah. either he's being like super, prof- or like a, a light, jacket or something <laughs> like a zoo jacket, yeah. but he looks like professional yeah. as opposed to, not so either as way, a he's high more schooler. adulty than not wearing a school uniform. Yeah, I saw, I did see a funny a post that I thought was funny on Tumblr where somebody was like, "Wait, is this just like an anachronism in this script because he would be like fifteen or something? He's only like, like nine years older than Momiji or something." And if Momiji mm-hmm. is like six, that would make him like 15. <laughs> so mm-hmm. whatever. Maybe he went to night school to be a doctor. We'll yeah. <laughs> Got one of those advanced online degrees. <laughs> he went to the... <laughs> University of Phoenix. <laughs> yes. That's what I was trying to remember the name of. And I was like, oh, is that going to be offensive? I don't know. <laughs> so the point is, it seemed Yuki's memory seemed to be before. So like, I guess Yuki's friend's memories got erased by Hitori. Then Momiji's mom's memories got erased by Hitori. We debated about it for a long time. <laughs> I've answered the question, I think. <laughs> Although the, it's a little bit the timeline is a little bit fuzzy in the, mm-hmm. in the manga itself. But you know, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> Maybe Atori was forced to be a doctor. They were like, "You just wear your dad's coat now. Now you're a doctor." Yeah. <laughs> he like didn't have a degree or anything. <laughs> like, just stand there in a doctor's coat and look pretty until you go to school. <laughs> People are like, my child turns into a rabbit. And he's like, I never heard of that before. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, ah, child rabbititis. Very rare. Yes. Untreatable, I'm afraid. (laughs) (laughs) He just gives Momichi a shot of of B vitamins. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Good. I just wanted to clarify that. There's another ETA that's in spoilers. We'll get to it later. As a side note, it took me a minute to realize what abbreviation ETA. of ETA you were using because it was like estimated Not time of estimated arrival. Time of arrival. <laughs> Edited to add. Let's talk about chapter 87. Are you okay. ready? <laughs> so ready. So ready. Okay, chapter, chapter 87 opens amidst a hustle and bustle at school. The kids are all decorating and preparing for the cultural festival and behind the doors of class 2D rehearsal is happening. Minami, the evil stepmother's voice, rings out clear. Cinderella, hurry up and make our dresses. The ball's tomorrow, remember? You're such a simpleton. Wouldn't you agree, my dear? Yes. Toru, the evil stepsister, says hesitantly, Er, if you don't hurry up and finish, you most certainly won't get, get, any, dinner. And Toru flops to her knees, crying. Minami freaks out and tells her to stop crying. I'm very happy, Hana says, hugging Toru. You're crying for me, aren't you? Minami tells him to stop hugging, and loudly and frustratedly reminds Toru that she is mean and needs to crush Hana's self-esteem into pieces. (laughs) I'm impressed you're so passionate about this, Yuki says, arriving in a cloud of shoujo sparkles. Minami is like, don't look at me, and runs off. <laughs> <laughs> Yuki asks Hattoru, who's still crying on the ground, is doing. I'm just, well, never better. Thank you, she says. 
another classmate, perhaps the director of the play or the writer, the scriptwriter, is like, I guess you can't fix a casting mistake. And Toru apologizes and says she'll work harder. She says, let me try it once more. I don't mind if I don't get any dinner. And they're all like, why wouldn't you get any dinner? (laughs) (laughs) Time flew by, Toru narrates. First it was test preparations, and she remembers studying with Yuki. And And the minute tests were ended, we were busy with the culture festival. And Toru reminds us that their class is performing Cinderella. Han will be Cinderella. Kyo will be Prince Charming. But Kyokun, she narrates, seems upset about it. He wouldn't participate in rehearsal today either. I'm worried. Kyokun would make such a wonderful Prince Charming. It's a rare opportunity. I hope the performance goes well. Everyone's working as a team and our costumes were custom made. And we transition to a flashback. Dry your tears, my lost little lambs, a voice calls. And surprise, surprise, it's Ayame and Mine making a dazzling entrance in the classroom. Ayame has arrived. Time is money, boys and girls. Form a crisp line and tell me everything, especially your measurements. The students are all shocked at Ayame's arrival. Wow, Nissan really came, Yuki says, and all the classmates freak out when they realize that he's Yuki's brother. And Yuki asks how Ayame managed to get into school. Oh, honey, did you expect anything less? I'm a man who never goes back on his word. Ayame cups Yuki's cheek as the students stand back in awe. No need to fret, my pet, Ayame says. I can easily break down any obstacle that obstructs the path of us loving brothers. You'll get caught, Yuki says bluntly. <laughs> Mine holds up and points to a note that says, It's all good. and says they got permission. <laughs> of course, Ayame says, In the name of the heavens and the earth, the principal bestowed his mighty permission upon us. Now let us begin, Mine. Yes, manager, Mine says, and she looks over at the students anxiously. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I don't know if she was anxious or they were. I don't think the sentence is right, but it's fine. I think the students are anxious. She yes. eager. <laughs> I wrote these notes like a week ago <laughs> in between the time that we're recording this and now. So it's all good. <coughs> it's all good, says the note. Now, Yuki, Yame says, whipping out a tape measure, submit to my measurements. I shall make you into gorgeous and slender Prince Charming. Yuki corrects him. Uh, I'm not praying Prince Charming. You're looking for that guy halfway out the door. And then they notice Kyo, who's been slyly trying to sneak away, his kitty ears up. Kyoki, choose your prince. I see, Yame says. Indeed, there's no reason not to make him gorgeous and slender. <laughs> Despite my complete lack of caring, he's still managing to piss me off, Kyo thinks. <laughs> Mine greets Toru, who introduces her to the others in the class, and Uo and Hana, and Mine's eyes gleam with excitement as she asks with the girls like dressing up, and Toru begs her to be sensible. <laughs> Mine says they'll be making the costumes, and Hana says, In that case, please make my dress pure black. Pure black, Mine says, eyes gleaming. That has a nice ring to it. Consider it done. Of course, the other girls are thinking, Cinderella's dress can't be black, and she seems actually pleased with the idea. The exciting flashback ends unfortunately for us and we transition to the present where Toru is still trying her hardest to be mean I'll try despite my lack of dinner she says trying to convince the other kids to let her try again okay the director girl says tearing up the script in that case I'll rewrite the script if the story doesn't fit in miscasting I'll rewrite the story to fit the cast and the kids debate if the story can be changed and Uo points out the class performing Mito Komon which we thought we would never have to talk about again but it's a good thing we <laughs> talked about it because we're still talking about it <laughs> Mito, the kids who were pouring Mito Koma and replaced what I assume were the three main roles with women who kicked the crap out of bad guys. A Japanese Charlie's Angels, Uo cries. Full throttle, Hana adds. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a bass scene with someone other than Okinson in it. I can't miss that. One of the boys shouts and Yuki's like, I seriously doubt that that would happen. Uo gripes again that their play won't be as cool as the other class and the director tells her not to get jealous. I'm feeling the fire. Now get my pen, she shouts. While she warms up her writing arm, Toru sweetly asks if she re- might rewrite the script to make Prince Charming a little bit easier for Kyo to play, too. Yuki notices Toru's concern when the kids start to talk about how Kyo ran off again and how he refuses to rehearse with them. I want to see that punk perform, Uo says. It's sure to be hilarious, she and another boy say in unison. 
while the director girl writes furiously in the background. <laughs> like, so much so that papers are flying everywhere, which is <laughs> hilarious. I like the director girl. <laughs> yeah, I like her too. I have no idea who she is. There's a bunch of kids in, like, this part of the story that just, like, haven't appeared at all before, but the director girl's one of them. I enjoyed her. No idea what her name is or anything, but it's fine. <laughs> Tori volunteers to go look for Kyo, but Yuki says he needs to go back to the student council, and he pats her shoulder and says, I'll look for him on the way. Outside, Kyo sits on the ground looking disheartened, and he remembers Yuki holding the hat and his childhood thoughts. It makes me sick. If he touched it, it's not mine anymore. I don't want it to be touched. It is dead to me. I don't want it anymore. Yuki finds him outside and calls him out for sulking like a miffed toddler. Those are Yuki's words, not mine. <laughs> I just want to point that out. <laughs> and he tells Kyo to go back to class. I'm not sulking, Kyo says. I'm just not interested in dancing around on some stupid stage. You're the one who bothered me after all that crap you said. Yuki says to take it up with him, then. Your generally rotten attitude is making people, making Honda-san worry. Is that what you want? Don't talk about her, Kyo yells, and Yuki looks away. You're just, like, screwing with me, Kyo says, and he remembers Yuki telling him about the hat in the hallway at Shigeru's house the other day. Kyo continues, You've no goddamn idea. You had a mom and dad. Everyone needed you and told you what a great person you were. You just jump over people who are trying harder than you ever did. You couldn't possibly understand how someone like me feels. Little Prince Charming without a care in the world. You never had to feel what it's like to have nothing. To wish like an idiot for something you can't have. You're just a... Kyo stops suddenly, shaken. Yuki looks at him and says nothing. Kyo remembers a woman's words. You want him to be like that, don't you? If you didn't have someone to hate, you wouldn't know what to do with yourself, would you? Kyo suddenly punches the window nearby and grimaces and blushes, looking like he's about to cry, but not from his bleeding hand. <laughs> Go to hell, he says to Yuki and sulks away. And Yuki just stands there looking upset. Machi and Mio Yamagishi, the fangirl, the Prince Yuki fangirl, come down uh, the hallway carrying supplies of some kind for the festival. Soma-senpai, what are you doing here? Mio asks cheerfully, surprising Yuki a bit, and Machi looks mildly annoyed as usual. Mio notices the window, and he tells her not to worry about. Yuki tells her not to worry about it. They talk about the cultural festival, and she says that she's disappointed Yuki won't be playing a prince for the playing Prince Charming for the class play. You're exactly what comes to mind when I think of a storybook prince, don't you think, Karagi-san? I don't. Machi says the president isn't at all like a prince, and she walks away without another word. Jeez, Mio says, why does she have to be like that? It's like she's making fun of people, and she acts up in class. Maybe saying weird things is just a cry for attention. Doesn't that sort of thing just annoy the heck out of you? But Yuki doesn't seem to notice Mio's whinging. He's transfixed, eyes wide, as Machi walks away in a cloud of a shoujo bubble texture. It's so good! <laughs> Back in the classroom, Kyo returns to get his stuff, and he finds Toru sitting alone there, at her desk. She turns and greets him, and trots over to him with a bright smile. And she starts to explain, and he's like, Huh? Why are you alone? What happened to everybody? Toru says that they finished rehearsal and everybody went home. So you were waiting for me, he asks. And she says, I wanted you to see this. It's a revised script. And she holds it up with a big smile. They rewrote the whole thing. I really hope you'll read through it. I'm sure your part will be a lot easier for you now. They made my role a lot easier too. But in my case, it was my fault because my performance was so bad. She was alone, Kyo thinks. What was going through her head while she waited for me? And he remembers Yuki saying, what is it now? Is that what you want? About Toru worrying about Kyo. And looks upset. Oh, by the way, Toru says, opening the script, the part they changed the most was, Kyo, your hand is hurt. Kyo rests his hand on the desk beside her. They look in each other's eyes, faces close, inches apart. Your hand, she says again. I give up, he says, and he rests his head on her shoulder. It's not like I have a choice. He takes the script from her. Just promise me one thing. You won't laugh no matter what, okay? But Toru is still, hand frozen as if she's still holding the script. Anyway, let's go home already, he says, and he throws on his backpack and doesn't notice the intense blush on Toru's face. <laughs> 
Come on, he says, and she collects herself and kind of wipes her face. Coming, she says, and she runs to catch up with him. That's the end of chapter 87. So good. (laughs) (laughs) So much drama. Punching stuff. People being in love. Every time those shoujo, that like texture, that like bubbly texture that happens on Yuki and like Toru's those panels, like when Machi's walking away, I'm always like, I can't see me loving nobody but you for all my life. That's what happens in my head. <laughs> what a good chapter. Mm-hmm. A short one, yep. but a good one. We're just getting set up. Yeah. The script is rewritten. <laughs> Another one of those uh, kind of transition-y sh- chapters where like, kind of parts are moving into place for the next thing. Yeah. And things are moving into place for the play, which will be happening next time. Yep. So. Uh, okay. Discussion topics. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I I still think I should start adding a damage to the school counter. Because <laughs> Kyo punched the window now. It's been like, what, three times at least that people have done things to the yeah. school. This is where all the, all the damage is happening now. <laughs> there was a little um these are the things that i noticed at least there's a little cutaway of yuki and toru or like in toru's kind of like flashback narration that she did this time there was a little rem- memory of yuki helping her study again which i thought was cute mm-hmm. it was very sweet yeah and then ayame and mine show up which is wonderful <laughs> <laughs> yep always a good time yeah <laughs> delivered on the promise that ayame made to yuki mm-hmm. like a couple chapters ago when he called he was on the phone, which yeah. is great. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to see Mine again. We've yeah. seen Ayame a couple of times since since then, but yeah, I don't this think... is the first time we've really seen Mine again. Yeah, I don't. I mean, she was in the background when he was on the phone, but like yeah. it was the the only time that she like had dialogue and stuff after mm-hmm. he went to the Ayame shop. I think the first time, right? Yeah, yeah. So that was exciting. <laughs> yep, see them in their element terrorizing students. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, terrorizing the youth. <laughs> Mine looking at everyone like they're like a meal to eat, you know? <laughs> and and then like everyone everyone is so off put by Cinderella's dress being black, which is hilarious <laughs> to me. But Mine's like, I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> and Uo's still complaining about Mitokoman. Yeah. <laughs> still. Yeah. She's like, ah, oh, it's gonna be so much cooler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like she has like her hands up like ah it's really good. She's <laughs> like, I want to be cool too. <laughs> yeah. I think that's funny that they brought that back. It's like a little gag here. Yes. <laughs> I like how she called it Charlie's Angels. <laughs> Kyo trying to. I loved Kyo trying to sneak away. Also, yeah. And Yuki just throwing him under the bus without yes. hesitation. <laughs> yeah, I do love Kyo. <laughs> like Yuki throwing him under the bus is pretty great. She's like, oh, it's not me. It's that guy trying to sneak out right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love how. Ayame like refuses to believe that Kyo is the prince yeah. or at least I guess like it wasn't like I think didn't Yuki say on his call before that he wasn't or gonna be or maybe he was I don't know I don't think he said anything okay specific I, I think he said like it's not a wedding when he asked like how many times he was gonna be changing clothes but... <laughs> right <laughs> but yeah then Kyo um he's like oh very well I guess it's fine to make Kyo slender and gorgeous too or whatever <laughs> it was really funny Okay, so then I guess we could talk about the the drama part of the chapter. So that mm-hmm. was all the fun. Yeah. The drama part is when Kyo becomes grumpy outside. So last mm-hmm. time Yuki tells Kyo about the hat. He's like, oh, I hope you don't mind if I if I 
don't give that hat back yet because Toru has it and kind of mm-hmm. like mic dropped and left. Yeah. Um, and Kyo was like, what the fuck? Like Kyo is still being bothered by that mm-hmm. significantly, I guess, yeah. in this chapter. I thought it was, there's this really significant scene. So like he goes on this whole tirade about Yuki saying that he, um, you know, everything was just handed to him and that he had parents and everybody loved him and whatever. And it's, it's so, I mean, we know that, that his life wasn't like that. Like mm-hmm. we we've obviously seen that now at this point. I think at the beginning of the story it wasn't so clear. Like Kyo's always had these complaints. I think about Yuki. Mm-hmm. Like in the very first time that they argue, I think that some of these things are part of what he said. I actually didn't go back and check. Um, so it's interesting that there's this scene where Kyo kind of stops, and he remembers something this woman said to him. It's hard to tell who it is, mm-hmm. but she said like, "Will you?" You need him to be like that. And of course, we've seen that the things that he thinks about Yuki are not true at all, right? Mm-hmm. He was, in fact, told the opposite. He was told that everybody hates him. He was told mm-hmm. that uh, his parents abandoned him, right? Mm-hmm. And he didn't have friends and he didn't have, you know, a family. So all the things that Kyo has these conception misconceptions about him, that none of them are true. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has that memory. It's kind of similar to... Um, what Shigure told him during Valentine's Day, in case somebody forgot Valentine's Day, that was a thing that happened once, <laughs> where uh, Kagura was bothering him to go on a date, and, and then he was complaining about Yuki to Shigure, and Shigure said, "You speak as if you're obligated to hate him." And then he had that like mm-hmm. flashback to a like a bloody person. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's like it's like he says like you're as if you're obligated to hate him, and he said like, but like your eyes tell me you're afraid to find out. Yeah. Which is similar to the, like, you wouldn't know what to do with yourself if you didn't have someone to hate. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. I thought it was interesting that it's a interesting callback to that. It's obviously a a poignant moment in the chapter. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It also reminds me of the scene. I think it was at, was it at the beach? I don't know. There's a scene not too long ago when Kyo was, like, about to, like, like swung a punch at Yuki and Yuki just stood there and he just stopped, like, just shy of hitting him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, that was definitely at the beach. It was mm-hmm. like right before Akito, Kyo goes to talk to Akito mm-hmm. when Akito called him there. And Kyo was being, I think he was doing the same kind of thing where he was saying all this stuff about Yuki and Yuki just like looks yeah. at him. Yuki didn't react. And he did the same thing here. We're seeing yeah. their relationship change a lot more even than before, I think. Mm-hmm. Like they don't fight as much, but even when they do, like Kyo is always, you know, seems to be really pushing things and is still pretty violent. Like, at least with the way that he yells at Yuki. Um, even if they're not, like, fist fighting anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Yuki just, like, doesn't engage with him anymore. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Yeah, I, I talked about it a little in spoilers last time, but, like, we're definitely seeing a change in especially how Yuki is just dealing with Kyo. Like, yeah, it seems like. From this point forward. He seems much more, like, kind of like aware of what their whole thing is and it's just like <laughs> I'm tired of doing this shit and it's yeah. pointless shit anymore so he's kind of like this look that he gives is kind of like really like you really think that yeah and Kyo's like oh shit <laughs> like this kind mm-hmm. of and he remembers what the what the person said and then he gets really frustrated and punches the window and he's just like yeah. fuck off or whatever and then leaves mm-hmm. so he is obviously like Yuki <laughs> Yuki made this comment like kind of fourth wally comment last time where he was like Oh, I guess he's not ready to dredge that up yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I guess it's not fourth volley, but I mean, yeah, 
Yuki's obviously aware of the fact that they have this relationship that's based on some I mean based on Kyo's kind of hatred of him actually because yeah. Yuki knows that from being yeah it's like it's what I say like I think Yuki's kind of known on some level it seems like he's more self-aware now like 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 this whole thing is just them like pitted against each other by mm-hmm. all the circumstances around them and it's not really anything to do with their actual relationships so. yeah mm-hmm. I, I do think Yuki has always known that mm-hmm. but like probably earlier in the story he was just like well, I think it's kind of like what he was saying in his like flashback things where he's talking about how like how he like kind of succumbed to the darkness for a while basically yeah so like I think like he knew it as a kid but then like you know growing older with all this hopelessness and stuff being pounded into his head he's like well fuck that guy too like kind of just kind <laughs> <Yeah>. of <laughs> fell into it he's like yeah fine we can hate each other that sounds yeah. good he said uh yeah like desire or whatever it turned into jealousy mm-hmm. so he was i mean kind of jealous of the things that kyo had so mm-hmm. yeah it adds a lot of like legitimacy to the reason that they fight other than it's just like well you're the cat and i'm the rat it's like yeah there's more about their circumstance that graded on each other than just that it's not like just because yeah. they were born like that which is kind of like what's implied in the beginning of the story but also all these other things that sort of happened and how they were conditioned by the family to hate each other yeah. in a variety of <laughs> for a variety of reasons yeah and just everything at the root of it is just wanting what the other had so badly <laughs> like not realizing that they simultaneously had what the other wanted so badly <laughs> did i make a i made a um Yes, you've made, <laughs> made a joke a, before. Okay, good. The, <coughs> what is that name of that story? The pearl necklace, uh, the, like gift of the wise men. Oh, the gift something. of the magi. Yeah, that's what <laughs> yeah. It is. I've made a gift of the magi joke. Yeah, you made it at least once. I think twice. <laughs> I've made it in real life this week, also. I think so. <laughs> but yeah, it is their whole like, and I think it's funny. It's interesting that I don't. I guess Kyo knows. Does he know deep down? I mean, now he does. I think. I guess it's the same kind of situation where he's like, he's envious of what. Yuki has, and that also turned into jealousy. Mm-hmm. No, wait, that's not what I, I think, meant. Um, <laughs> it was all, yeah, whatever. Hatred. It turned into hatred. Yeah, yeah like, I think the d- part of the difference is he didn't know. I don't think when he was young, he didn't really have a moment where it was like, oh, maybe I could be his friend because he had, like, you know, people saying, like, oh, if you were more like the rat, maybe your mom wouldn't kill herself. So, yeah. like, he had more of a, you know, hatred ingrained at a younger age, I think. Yeah. It seems like all of that already happened before Yuki before they ever even knew met him. Yeah, before they face. met. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think you're right on that depressing note. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all I really have to say about Kyo this time, specifically himself by himself. I guess <laughs> the only other note that I have is about all the all the love. <laughs> the note that I wrote has says, as indicated earlier, I believe the shojo texture indicates that Yuki is falling for Manchi. <laughs> 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 Why did I write like that? It's really funny to me. <laughs> it's a it's a lot of shoujo texture. It really is. That's what I'm saying. It's like in my head. It's like imagine me and you. I do. <laughs> I think about you day and night. It's only right. <laughs> Isn't that how you read shoujo manga? <laughs> Let us know in the comments below. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, like it is a lot of shoujo texture. There's a lot in both of them. And it's really funny because, like, I feel like we've seen these similar scenes of Machi before where it's like, and then she pieces out, but Yuki never reacts like this. I feel like this is the moment where he's like, and she said this so many times. This is like the third time or something or fourth time that we've seen her be like, in Yuki's presence, be like, he's not like a prince. Mm -hmm. And then nothing happens. And then this time, this time, it's like the angels start singing and... (laughs) 
yeah i think it might be that like he's more (laughs) like more aware of her like as a person right now since he's gotten a little bit of backstory on her basically from kakiru that's true yeah so he's actually been like more like not just like oh it's one of my weird uh student council (laughs) problem child person people (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah problem children (laughs) oh this is a person that i have some kind of relationship with and know some things about so it's the back yeah makes you makes you see them as a woman apparently (laughs) (laughs) i guess technically kyo's back too because he's turned around from doors having the shoujo texture also so i feel like there's kind of a thing in like manga and anime a lot that kind of visual visual of like seeing someone like walk away and like having kind of a realization Mm -hmm. i feel like i see that a lot (laughs) i think you're right and also about more than just romance yeah like about a lot of things like you realize something about their character, something deep and profound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think that is probably a visual trope. Talk about uh, Kyo and Toru. Oh no, we didn't, because that's great. We need to talk <laughs> about that. Yeah, we talked about Yuki and Machi. Mm-hmm. Even before like the big scene at the end, I think it's super cute that she wanted to get the play rewritten so it would be easier for him to perform. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was very cute. <laughs> She's like, oh, by the way, could you also do this? Because then Mm -hmm. maybe Kyo would join, which is really sweet. Yeah. I agree with you. And then there's the scene at the end, which is extra cute. Mm -hmm. I love how she does this thing. I remember she did it before. I I think it was also with Kyo and probably in Kyoto, where she, like, he does something and she, like, doesn't move. Like, she freezes. Like, she forgot, like, what her hands. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That they forgot they existed or something. Mm -hmm. So he takes the script out of her hands and then her hands are, like, in exactly the same position in the next uh, frame, which is really cute. Mm -hmm. Like, she's, like, (gasps) like, her heart. I don't know. It's just really funny to me. (laughs) It's very sweet. It's a Toru thing. She's overwhelmed by emotion. (laughs) Yes. I mean, who isn't? (laughs) It's like we're all overwhelmed by emotion (laughs) at the end of this chapter. Yes. (laughs) I feel like, I don't know if it's like Kyo doesn't notice or if he's still just like in denial too. Where, <laughs> like he's like deliberately in her personal space mm-hmm. and he's like, I give up. And then he yeah. takes a script from her and then he's like, fine, let's go, whatever. And she's just standing there like frozen, like mm-hmm. being all blushy. <laughs> I feel like in a scene like this, he probably like, he did the thing and then like immediately didn't want to look at her anymore. Cause like, yeah. it's like I was in you know, emotionally open for a minute and it's embarrassing. So I don't want to see a reaction to it. And so yeah. like immediately like not look back at her. So I could see him missing her like blushing entirely. They had their like intense eye contact. Yeah. And then he like rests his hand on her shoulder. So he's not looking at her. And then he just like probably turned around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like it's like the closest other than like when they hugged during the true form. It's like one mm-hmm. of the times they're super close. I mean, their faces yeah. are so close together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the, it's, it's like sort of a, like as close to a hug as they can get without yeah. you know, transforming because like he kind of has his arm like across her across body. her like across the front of her and is kind of leaning into her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. definitely yeah, it's definitely a very intimate uh, pose yeah it's like if she leaned a little bit to the right it would be a hug and he, he would be a cat <laughs> <laughs> if he like touched her shoulder or something yeah. with his like uh with his like chest or his like shoulder blade instead of his face that it'd be mm-hmm. a hug <laughs> yeah in takaya land i think <laughs> you know the rules are loose <laughs> <Yeah>. we've seen <laughs> i think it, i hold that it's torso to torso contact yeah that's what i'm saying so if they touch mm-hmm. chest at yes. all then, then <laughs> chest be to chest chest to back but not back to back <laughs> palm to palm yeah holy palmer's kiss no okay <laughs> don't you like my literary references <laughs> 
I like how at the beginning of the scene when he first like comes to see her, mm-hmm. um, how he's got the whole thought about like her being alone and waiting for him. Yeah. Like what was she thinking? Which makes me think of like way back toward the beginning of the like New Year's yeah thing where they both like suddenly realize like oh she was alone on New Year's Eve and w- alone with her thoughts and stuff mm-hmm. and what must she have been thinking. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's come up a couple of times, but that's the that was the, like first time that kind of concept came up and so it's kind of I liked seeing it again (laughs) yeah I agree and it's nice that it's just right after this time where Yuki was like you were being an asshole Mm -hmm. yeah you're right it is a I can't remember I feel like the New Year's time is like the most prominent time Mm -hmm. where that's a major like sort of plot point (laughs) Mm -hmm. um in that chapter yeah. Oh, in the beach when they keep when he makes uh, when yeah. Akito makes them all go to the beach. about leaving her alone. Mm-hmm. Stuff. Yeah, it's a major obsession of Akito's, and also mm-hmm. is when Akito calls uh, <laughs> when Akito calls Kyo away as well. Then mm-hmm. she's alone, and they're all like, "Oh no, she's all alone." But yeah, she wasn't being sad about her mom in those times. <laughs> yeah, as far as we saw, at least. <laughs> yeah. It's not consciously. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well. <laughs> She's probably sad about her mom all the time. Yeah. I think, especially at this point. But yeah, mm-hmm. not consciously. More so, I think. I guess in this, he, he thinks that because he feels guilty because Yuki was like, don't you think that, like, you're making everybody worry, especially mm-hmm. Toru. And Kyo's yeah. like, damn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably. Yeah. <laughs> and anyway, that's all I've got now. <laughs> I just had a thought that was like, it's as close as you can hug to be hugging without hugging it. It reminded me, like, as close as you can get to Bailey's without your eyes getting yeah. wet. <laughs> But yeah, that's also all I had. <laughs> Do a series of like the near hugs. If you're just asking me, like, call this one hugging, <laughs> call this one hugging a bit closer. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is it called Bailey's a bit closer? The second one? I don't remember. There's something like that. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> as close as, as close as you can hug without turning into a cat. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Okay, good. Let's talk about spoilers. There's probably okay. some spoilers for this. Yeah, there's got to be. Yeah, there's at least one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Um, then we'll talk about that, and then we'll wrap it up. And the next time we'll be talking about chapters 88 and 89. I hope everyone's excited. I know I am. Be. You definitely should be. We have a preview. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. What are you going to do? Die. <laughs> You're like, the world is black. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have. Oh, wait. We have to do our spoilery ETA first. <laughs> Otherwise known as edited to add. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess you, if you edit to add it, that would be that it would have to go back into the episode, the first episode and edit it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Addendum. Uh-huh. Addendum. Correction. Last time we talked about, um, we had this whole, it was hilarious, so I left it all in, but it was the, we were like, oh, is this the last time that hat the hat comes back? Is this the last time the hat comes back? Is this the last hurrah of hat song? Should we play taps? Which was <laughs> hilarious to me. But also, um, the hat comes back, because in chapter, the next, like, in a, a couple- that a Studio Ghibli film, the hat came back? <laughs> <laughs> the return of hat song? Yeah. No, the hat, the hat returns. That's what it yeah. would be. <laughs> I was like, the pun's here, the pun's here. I can get it. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah. Um, in chapter 119, that is when Kyo reveals that he, like, how he knew about the hat, and it has the time that... So, Yuki and Yuki and Kyo were both, uh, like, they both ran into Kyoko when Toru was lost. Mm-hmm. So, Kyo knew her from before. Yuki didn't. But Kyo was also there as a child. And he sees the hat at the end when he comes, like, after Yuki gave Toru the hat and... Kyo sees it on her and he recognizes that he gave it to Yuki so he knows that like Yuki was involved and he's jealous of how Yuki helped Toru <laughs> so mm-hmm. um yeah. or whatever Yuki helped Kyoko I guess mm-hmm. um yeah yeah which leads into the main spoiler of this chapter yes that that's the exact scene he was remembering <laughs> yes when he has a little flashback memory of the woman who is Kyoko telling him that if she if he didn't have someone to hate he yeah. wouldn't know what to do with himself mm-hmm. we don't normally converse a lot in between chapters Mm-hmm. <laughs> not not often or like in between recordings about this specifically about this show specifically but this time i was like who is this woman am i crazy what mm-hmm. who is this is it lust i don't know <laughs> um and also in the if you have the tokyo pop version um the paper that they use like the print the line that because it's in because it's dark um the ink it kind of like it's really hard to see the outline of her face mm-hmm. um like you can kind of see like just it's very thin. If you have like a newer print, the paper is like not as absorbent or whatever, and so the lot the white space around the black ink is is thicker. Is like easier to see. Like it didn't bleed mm-hmm. as much, so it's yeah. a little bit easier to see. But it's still very vague. It's just like a a mouth and hair. Yeah. Speaking of, she's also in his like little earlier set of childhood flashbacks, like a couple pages yes. before, which I didn't even notice until like reading it today. I was like, oh, that's Kyoko too. Which one? <laughs> Um, the middle black panel when he's having the like if he touched it it's not mine anymore thing about the hat oh the thoughts okay hold yeah. on the memories um oh yeah that is it's her holding picking up the hat or holding mm-hmm. the hat yeah and it's like the street it looks like the street in front of like Toru's apartment yeah like, you can see it in reverse I guess mm-hmm. yeah that's like so, even yeah. harder to see than the <laughs> it's, it is <laughs> other one like you can at least tell like oh that's a woman's face in the yeah and the one the big long panel but that one i like didn't even realize what it was until like today i was looking at it yeah i'm gonna look at the other version that i have yeah this it's a really delicate oh yeah i'm gonna text you a picture of what this looks like right now you know for your personal reference <laughs> it's way clearer in this uh collector's edition i have the the japanese collector's edition with me not the english one but it's it's like a thousand times clearer <laughs> <laughs> that's funny you would have you'd have like no idea what those are <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very much more obvious in it this like newer print where it's like um a building and there's like the railing and a woman holding the hat you still might well i guess you would know you would know yeah. because we saw that scene just recently mm-hmm. well we didn't see that part of it but yuki yuki gave the hat oh yeah I mean, it, I guess it's weird. Well, we, I guess you could, you don't. Yeah, we know haven't seen. He was we there. haven't seen Kyoko holding the hat. So. Yes. Yeah, and also like. Yeah, like you might, maybe be able to tell, remember that that was Toru's house, although it just looks like a you know building. So. Yeah. But the other two scenes we haven't seen yet. But it, yeah, it's way clearer true. in the collector's edition. Yeah, it's like mind-blowingly clear. Actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then the the woman's face is also like it. The line work on it is very delicate, so a lot of it just gets lost. So yeah. If anybody wants to see it, I can like let me know in the. <laughs> I can scan it and put it on the Tumblr if anybody really wants. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it anyway. So that there's that. That is like the main <laughs> the main spoiler thing that's referenced here. So. Mm-hmm. 
have in my notes that it was revealed during the beach arc that they knew each other but this part like of the fact that he was there at that time <laughs> when yuki led toru home hasn't mm-hmm. been revealed yet that's coming later yeah chapter 119 is the one where uh <laughs> it's the one where toru who's right it's right before she or like right when she tries to confess to him and he's like you like me don't you and then goes into this whole thing about the backstory of him and kyoko yeah so <laughs> yeah i called it his murder confession <laughs> <laughs> He's guilty. <laughs> Lock him up. I mean, <laughs> this is where the crime drama begins. Get the get the night school lawyer. <laughs> She's like, Objection. no, you're right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a good time. We're making jokes because there aren't any other spoilers, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, I could just say again that they're, all their relationships are going to deepen or whatever. Um, yeah. I think that's kind of obvious. Shoujo texture mm-hmm. tells all. Everybody knows yeah. that. <laughs> if for some reason you're reading this for the first time and you never read a shoujo manga before, never read a manga before, I guess yeah. I guess I could say that that's a, that's a common visualization of... Yeah, there's sparkles or bubbles or flower petals. Someone's fallen in love. <laughs> yeah, definitely. These are the tropes. I brought. We brought the tropes today. <laughs> <laughs> The only other spoiler that I have left to say is sort of Cinderella. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> I hope everyone's excited. And by mm-hmm. I hope, I mean I'm pretty sure that everyone's excited because, like, I feel like I've gotten a lot of comments about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be a good time. <laughs> I don't have anything else left to say. Nope. I think we can wrap it up there. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time for Chapter 88 and 89. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello, it's Ellen. If you want to send us a question, you can find us on Twitter at StayTogetherPod, on Tumblr at StayTogetherPodcast.tumblr.com, or you can send us an old-fashioned email at StayTogetherPodcast at gmail.com. Kayla and I want to keep creating podcasts and keep them ad-free. So if you like what you're listening to, please consider giving to our Ko-fi at ko-fi.com slash staytogethernetwork. Thank you always for listening and for all your support. We'll see you next time.